This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rock Screen Industry Podcast. Here we are again on episode number 83, titled Prepare to Succeed. So this episode, for the first time in quite a while, I think it has been now, you know, since before winter, this is a solo podcast. So it is just myself on this one. And what I must say is thank you to all the guests that we've had over throughout this winter season of sort of co-hosting episodes. It has been an absolute pleasure having everyone on that has taken the time to come on. For those that jump on, they know that quite often it's, you know, later at night when everyone's got like more of a free schedule. So they're taking time away from either planning with the business, spending time with family, or just being out there and, you know, doing whatever they want to do in their own time. So thank you very much for taking that time to come on. And I hope all you listeners back tuning into these episodes week in, week out, are enjoying them and are taking a lot of benefit from them, because that is the main thing. One thing I need to kind of come across first is the reviews. So as I've like always said to you on loads of different episodes, the number one way that you can support this podcast is by leaving a review, and whether it's a three-star, four-star, five-star, whatever you want to leave, it is the best way that you can in sharing it with other people. To that end, we have got some new reviews come through that I haven't spoke about in a little while, so I kind of forget where I am, so I'm just going to read the last two out. We've got one here from BMT Grounds, and he has said, so, from being a tree surgeon to working as part of a team for a large contractor, doing grounds maintenance to now owning my own business and doing residential and commercial work, I have still learned so much from this podcast. It just goes to show that you never stop learning. Sam has got an outstanding knowledge of his job and the whole gardening sector. And I say this for myself and for the rest of the gardening and grounds community. Thank you for getting us past tough times when we can just put our headphones on and listen to a podcast. Laugh along with you. It really gets us through the day. Don't stop the hard work. You're an asset to this community, and we thank you. That's from Ben, BMT Grounds. Ben, thank you very much, mate. That's a very kind review. Thank you for leaving it. And the other one is from Kieran, who is from Brook Gardens. Bottle Brook Gardens, sorry. Uh, and he has said, lots of great information and, and entertainment. Thanks, Sam, for putting this together and for helping me out with questions on YouTube, etc. over my first year in business. You deserve every success. All the best, Kieran Bottlebrook Gardens. Thank you very much, mate, for leaving that. Like I said, if you can leave one, then it is absolutely appreciated, whether it's through Spotify, iTunes, whatever it may be. iTunes is a big one because that's where it ranks in the charts. So you don't even need to have an account. You can just swipe to the bottom of this podcast on iTunes or search it through uh, iTunes just on the desktop or wherever it might be. And if you scroll to the bottom of this podcast, there is a literally empty five stars. Click which one you want. Either leave some words or don't, but yeah, it really helps. Now, enough of that. I don't want to sort of do a sales pitch this whole episode, but it does mean a lot to us, and I want you to know that that it isn't just something that comes by and I forget about it. It generally does make me feel like what we're doing here and what I'm trying to push out for the community is helping, is working. So, first of all, how winter has tread the business, and this is on my side, personal speaking, and I must say it. It's been pretty pretty busy. It's been my busiest winter yet over the last three winters that I've done. And 
you know, in the beginning it was kind of busy anyway because now we've got standardised work and this is one thing that I always kind of advise people that do overall grounds maintenance is try and find them clients or at least keep an eye open for them clients that have the winter work available. So these might be bigger, you know, properties in the acreages or you might even just have a lot of smaller gardens where you operate and, you know, there's not there's not a huge amount of space, but they may still have certain plants that need pruned in winter or get pressure washing in or whatever it might be. Upsell yourself to these clients and sort of try and plan in this winter work. Tree work, great time for winter. Keeps you very busy. It's hard work. It's normally very well priced work as well. And just all of these things kind of come together and they really help to kind of get you through if you haven't prepared financially. But also it's a good top up and it's just good to keep you on your toes. One thing I found with it this year more than any other is through certain types of advertising, what I'm going to touch on in this podcast, it has just kind of, February came, we put an advert out and it blew up. You know, and, and I'm, I'm not over-exaggerating here by saying like we had hundreds of inquiries, we never. But we had something along the lines of about 15 inquiries come through. And in line with the work that we already had, they all tended to be pretty big jobs, anything from sort of two and a half to three days down to like a full day's work. So these that came through of one really boosted <laughs> boosted the business what kind of needed because I, uh, I dived too deep in investing in equipment sort of midwinter, which was now I look back on it, a bad idea. <laughs> Unless you've got a big pot there and you've kept it and you're really safe, then happy days. But for myself, I only had sort of four grand-ish kind of put to one side from from the year coming through and and yeah I, I more or less invested all of it stupidly uh, back into equipment for the season and yeah it just left me a bit yeah a bit all over the place so watch what you're doing it's very easy to see an investment and going right pull the trigger I'm getting it because what we like eh, we like seeing equipment a lot of us in this industry you know we're surrounded by the equipment we get excited about getting new equipment. You know, we're constantly looking at reviews on YouTube and what other people on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be that you're tuned into. You, you know, you can't help but sort of be persuaded into getting different uh, kit and equipment or getting better kit and equipment. And anyway, that's kind of how I fell into it. And yeah, I end up spending a bit too much money and leaving myself, you know, in, in an area where I didn't really want to be, to be honest. But you've just kind of got to watch what you're doing with that sort of, with that sort of, um, that stance. And when you see equipment come up that you want, and again, I'm going to speak about that in this podcast, you've got to just watch where you're going. So anyway, all that sort of work came through and it's more or less kept us busy sort of five to six days a week for the last two, three weeks there. So it has been like a very high, uh, all of a sudden a high intensity of work you know from one big job to another and when that happens you know and especially what I find with one-off work when you've got your regulars you, you can sort of plan out ahead you can schedule a lot better and you can have all your ducks in a row right I'll have a van set up like this for the next four days and then you know we can slip into this type of work and we can change it over that doesn't really happen with one-off work depending on what it is when it, especially when it comes through ad hoc I find that you get set up, you get everything planned, you do the job, and then, you know, you're on to the next one the next day. 
So when you get back into the house late at night, let's say half six, seven o'clock at night uh, from finishing a job, you've then got to sort everything else on top, make sure the invoices are done, blah de blah And I just found that it was very one after another. And I'm not going to lie, I, I've been really feeling it. Anyone that follows me on my Instagram will know that uh, I put up about a walk that's very close by. We're talking, it's about 500 metres from the house to get into this wood line. And when you get up there, it is astonishing views. It's absolutely beautiful. There's nothing for, must be close to 20, 30 mile, you know, across these moorlands that you can, you can more, you know, you can see the best part of it, but you must be able to see about 10 miles or so uninterrupted. But yeah, there's just nothing out there apart from some windmills. So anyway, when you get up there, it has just been an absolute, it's been quite a key thing to get the dog out. And for me to just go chill out. So it's one thing is to almost within this this story, I suppose, within this context of preparation, it's also preparing yourself. However, you may be doing that. If you're coming off of a very busy season and winter just has been relentless for you and it, you've not really had a, a chance to sort of calm down as much, then just remember, take a step back, chill out a little bit. And, you know, it's going to be a very busy spring. I'm sure of it. You know, we spoke a lot in the earlier podcasts, sort of November-ish time, maybe slightly earlier, about how we thought this year was going to come business-wise, if people were going to stop asking for work or if a lot of people were going to get let go from the clients. And I know that's happened in some places, but from what I've seen, there's, there's still been quite a, a demand. And, you know, we're, we're still in winter. We haven't hit spring yet. And I've I've seen that there's a high demand, especially where I am. And it's great to see, and it's, in and to be honest, in a lot of the cases, one thing I found that I've been able to do this year, and I don't know if it's just the way that I'm working the business at the minute, or it's from investing in new kit and equipment, but being able to even upsell a lot of current clients to from fortnightly to weekly maintenance, and we're talking, you know, some of them are pretty expensive clients as well, so expensive visits, should I say, and I've been able to transfer that in. Uh, an upsell of going into weekly or I've been able to oh well you know we can add in this service and yes the payments will come up to this but I'll be able to offer this this and this and they've been taking it don't get me wrong there's been a couple that said you know we, we want to stay where we are or you know something around that you know that sort of vibe of you can just sense from a client that they don't want to shift I don't know if money's a struggle for them or whatever it might be at that time or they're just they just sit on it. But I've seen more people uptake to extra services than what I have seen declined. So to me, it's it's a very good first step into the season anyway. So that's kind of where the business has been, been at. A lot of upselling, uh, a lot of winter work, what's just been fantastic. And from what I've seen, a lot of you out there, I've been carrying it out as well. So I wish you all the best with it and I hope it uh, you've had a great winter and that you're ready for spring. But this episode of preparation is just a few things that are on my mind, a few things that I'm doing in the background here to make sure that I am prepared as much as I can be to go into this season full time and full force, really. And it's probably good. Well, it's definitely going to be our biggest season yet. And I, I know that that's the case it's going to be. So for anyone that's been listening long enough knows that I've been doing this part time somewhere in the region of 60 to 70 hours per week uh, on top of a normal full time job. And I've been building, building, building. And come next Thursday, so this podcast is getting released this 
you know, this weekend of the, it's currently Sunday the 5th, this podcast has gone off slightly late, but Thursday coming, that that's me, full time, so there's a lot of changes going on in my life, and it's caused me to really sit down and go, right, what do I need to, to line up, what do I need to make sure happens, so that I can be best prepared to kind of go into this season, not only just do well, but to be safe, to, to an extent, you know, financially safe, and that everything that I put into it, I know that's going to reward me. So the, the ROI is going to be in the positive sort of element. And it's something that, I, like I say, I've had to really focus on. So first thing here is what I'm going to talk about is ads. We spoke about this not too long ago, so I'm not going to jump into it sort of high in, in much detail, basically. But this is a great time if you haven't already been trickling adverts out there, is to add adverts into your business. Especially if you require work and you've got them blank spaces, you might just think the calls are going to start anyway, they'll trickle through. Well, what's great, and I'm sure that's the case, and it always is, as soon as we kind of get the first warm week of spring, that's when, you know, everyone's calling you. And we all know it happens. But how much better would it be, let's say there's 10, 15 people that ring you a week on, on uh, you know, that warm week of spring when they're going to start coming through. How much better would it be if that was instead 30. Yes, it might be a bit overwhelming. It might be quite hard to to get to all them consultations and it might be quite hard to sort out and decide who you want. But you're going to have a bigger pool of clients to choose from, especially if you have raised your prices or whatever you may have done already this season, sort of mid-winter to late-winter. You may have you know, very select spaces where you want a bigger pool and you want to take on only the best clients possible well, targeted ads through Facebook or going on Google to try and push people to your website. Or even if it's something like what I've done not too long ago, I think it's been about a week and a half now. Again, anyone that follows me on Instagram will notice that I've got the van sign written. So for me, that was a big thing I really wanted to do. But for myself, not only have I kind of been fully booked out with the spaces that I have had over the past two and a half years, but I just... I haven't wanted to take a sign written van into work and and just kind of rub it in people's faces almost that I'm doing something else. So that's kind of how I've sat on it. But now that I know that I'm right at the end of my military career now, I thought, right, it's time. I'm going to hit full time when I turn up to commercial jobs or when I turn up to the client's house. I want to look as professional as possible. So I took the step there. I mean, the van to get sign written, I think in total... It has cost me somewhere in the region of £520, and that was with an extra addition to the to the writing that I made quite late on. So I got like a surplus charge of nearly 100 quid. So it was meant to be around about 420, 430, and yeah, it's going to end up around just over five. So, you know, for the price that is, I mean, I've got the van leased for another two years. You know, it's going to be seen, the branding's going to be there. As we always speak about when it comes to marketing yourself, it takes people 7 to 21 times to see some, the same thing or the same type of thing, you know, constantly, 7 to 21 times, before it clicks and they go, oh, I need that. You know, these warmer leads that, oh, I really need to get a grass cut of this year, like someone to cut the grass this year. I'm sick of doing it myself. And then they'll see a post on Facebook and they'll see a van drive past and then they'll see a service tipping up at one of the neighbours, cutting the lawn. And, you know, whatever it might be, and it might even be the wife or the husband going, 
Jonathan, are you going to go cut the grass yet? Like, you know, it's your turn to do it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it might just be reminders of, and then it'll click, and then they'll want to go do it, and they'll act on, you know, whatever that thought process is. So alongside with your advertising, that can really push the number of, to the number of people that's going to get to see that. So the reach is going to be so much more. Like I say, whether that's fan sign writing, Google, Facebook, local magazines. So I must hold my hands up here. I have been pretty bad. Is <laughs> the only word I can really think of. I've been bad, right? I've been bad at kind of turning around and going, the digital age is in. That's all I need to focus on. Facebook ads, looking at Google, making sure the website's there. All very important. But this winter, from putting a advert in a local trade magazine, so for where we are, it is called Spotlight, and it basically has local trades, uh, local shops in it, you know, different things, and you can pay a price to basically have an advert in there. Very simple, straightforward. I'm, I'm kind of making this difficult. But I pay for a quarter of a page ad, and I send it out to three different locations. So each location costs, you know, extra money. So I pay all in all £208 a month, I believe it is, for to get sent out to three different locations. What I believe covers roughly, was it 40,000? 40,000 households, I believe, and commercial properties. I'll have to, I'll actually bring that up when I've got the actual statistic of it. But I believe it, I've got that number in my head. It lands on the doorstep of at least that many. And when you put it kind of in perspective of how much a leaflet drop may be, you know, you'd probably be quite a bit more. So being this trademark, everyone already knows what it is, especially what I've found, what I must say, is I've had a lot of older people get in touch with me, people sort of, you know, past the 70s, uh, get in touch with us, asking for jobs with lawn care, tree work, as in hedges, sorry. And... It's more, it's yeah, it's went more that way. But what kind of came with that is being bigger properties, you know, not just say one way or another. But it seems that a lot of these people, they're either at points where they physically can't do it anymore. It's what I've heard quite a lot. Hi, Sam. My name's Jim. I'm 83 years old now. I, you know, I, I can't run the rake over the lawn anymore. Can you scarify it? And I've been getting these even lawn care treatments come through already from it as well. But either way, like I say, about 15. And I mean, I suppose when you put it on the grand scheme of things of how many uh, doorsteps it's landed on, that's a very low percentage that I'm getting back. I get that. But all in all, it's been a very successful way to kind of get through the winter part. So, I mean, the first job that came through the door ended up being about 400, it was £420. So that paid for two months already. That was the first call that I had through two days after the first magazine got released in February. So things like this, I am now opening my eyes to and going, that's actually a really good, you know, there's still this whole other generation that's probably been picking this magazine up for years and looking for plumbers, electricians, groundsmen or maintenance operatives, whatever it might be. And I've just been kind of leaving that and going for, you know, all the online side. So if you do have one of them near you and you are looking for to diversify your range of adverts or how you are starting to market yourself and your company, look at it. Don't shoot it down because, and I'm not saying it's going to 100% work for you. Come on, we we all know how all this works. Each area is different. Each person's different. Each business is different. 
and so it may not work as well from you. But from my experience, and that's the only thing I can talk from, it has been a big hit. So originally I was only going to run this for three months. I now think I might run it every month for the season and just see how it goes. You get about a 30-day 30 30 day warning to change the advert. The bloke that runs the magazine, he's a, also a designer, graphic designer. So he does all your advert for you and he sends it over for a proof. And yeah, so there's there's no extra payment. It's not like every time you want an advert done, you have to get something made and sent in. And again, this is just where I am. I, I can literally just ask him, can you change this advert to XYZ? And then he will do that within the price of the advertising. So it works really well. So bringing in leads, that's the first thing I do to prepare. Just because it's not, you know, spring and it's 20 degrees and, you know, tulips are jumping up everywhere, then it doesn't mean that you can't prepare to kind of bring in that work. So definitely look at bringing in leads. It's a massive one. The next one with that is scheduling. So create a schedule. If you haven't done this already, and obviously everyone that runs this sort of company, this business, will have some form of schedule already from how they've got their clients. And, you know, from last year, I go to Joe at 8 o'clock, I go to Gary at 8.45, whatever it might be. And all I'm saying is get that schedule down. Start writing it out early so that you can look at it and you can dig into it, right? I was was I losing time anywhere? Is my route as defined as I physically can get it? Or am I wasting time by going from this house to this house? Can I talk this customer into going into that gap so that I can actually do three houses in the time it would usually just take me to do two? So I've got half the amount of driving. You know, things like that. Lay out that schedule. You might also have something like you might also have something like software that you are going to relate to and sort of jump into. We spoke about Jobber uh, throughout the podcast that we've had here, how that could be work, how that could work for you and work for your business. Personally, myself, I'm going to look into Hubscape. So they've got a relatively new app. I'm pretty sure it's only been out this year. I could have been, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's fairly new and they're still very much in the development stages. So they're still taking on a lot of um, feedback and they're still making sort of often changes throughout. From what I've seen from it, on initial thoughts, it, it's completely free, Myriad, but it looks like it it has the it has the potential to work very well. There's just a few things on it that I don't like from a a visual point of view. Like the calendar it shows you in the days or you can go out and you can kind of zoom out slightly and it'll tell you how many jobs you've got within that week. But I, I like seeing a calendar layout, you know, I like to see what I've got for the month, you know, Monday to Sunday, and it all laid out in front of us. So therefore, if a client turns around and says, what's the next available space you've got, I don't need to flick through my phone for everything. I have I can just see the month there, I can see if there's any blank spaces. So personally, for me, there's, there is a few things that they need to change in order to get it running like as smooth as, as, smooth as they physically can. But for now, it's something that I want to jump into. One thing I really like about it is you can add your employees in. So employees, subcontractors, whatever they may be. And they can jump in and see basically all the jobs for the day. So you can pencil everything in, change it live. They can log on to the app and they can see exactly what they've got on for the day. And it's all shared. I believe they can put 
and they complete a job, you can insert photos, things like that, so that you as the owner, you could be somewhere else, ping through, check it out, make sure you're happy with the finish, that sort of thing. So definitely good if you've definitely got teams and you're up to sort of three, four people. I suppose it would work really well. So that's one thing that I'm going to be looking into, sort of using a bit more. It takes a while to set up with your clients and certain all the information, but it definitely has potential, like I say. And the other one is being organized just via as an email. So if you send out all your emails to the clients yet, this is one thing that I am looking to do this week is start sending out the emails for for everyone's first cuts, first visits. The way it works in my business and the way that I've got it working out is from creating a schedule, I'm now I've been playing with it and I've also got quite a few that I'm waiting to hear back from. So I've held off on the finalization of the schedule so that I know how I can best have my root density. And then what I don't want to do is get in touch with the client and say, Hi, I'm coming to you on the 20th of March. And then all of a sudden get in touch with them a week later when a job that fits better comes through and go, oh, sorry, I'm, I'll actually be with you 24th of March. You know, it's just I'm waiting for that overall sort of complete. I want to be official and try and get it through. I get it. It happens. Sometimes you've got to change things. But if I can, I just want to give them, you know, this is it and, and be sort of the line in the sand with it. So the other thing that's kind of coming in line with all this is J-Rock, Lonke and Gordon, we've taken on a lady from, a pl- I was going to say where from there, but from a village kind of close by. So she's been in the trade for the last 15 years or so, and she's kind of came into the team. So that's been a massive help. So we're looking to sort of hit this season as a two-person team. And what I'm hoping with that is that we can be a lot more efficient working together the last two, three-ish weeks. We can, I can already see the efficiency that's there and the potential of the efficiency as well of what it could bring to the company. So it's very worthwhile and through having things like the scheduling software in, so Hubscape in this matter, or even by me having my own schedule, so just through Google Google Docs, is a, Google Sheets, sorry, is the one that I use, I'm able to see a lot better plan and I can plan in what jobs are going to work better with the two of us, which ones may just be one of us at a job and the other one at another one. So all this preparation into things like scheduling is don't write it off. It's a big part that can really, really help you. And I find sometimes I'm so organized, I'm, I can actually be unorganized. And by what I mean by that is I'm trying to organize so much stuff that things then just fall off. I get halfway through and I move to something else. So my only top tip with it, if you're fairly new to this at all, is try and just stick with something and get it nipped in the bud and then use that to be able to create the next thing. You know, very simple, but I still trip over it all the time. So the next sort of line here is finances and goals. So what do you want to achieve this year? I mean, for myself, one of the main things, and the reason why I'm saying this, because I believe if you have your goals out there, whether you write them down on a bit of paper, whether you put it on the whiteboard and you have it on you have it on the wall in front of you so you see it every day, whatever it may be, it's it's key to sort of remind yourself of what your goals are so you can stay in line with them. And for myself, one thing that I definitely wanted to push on was commercial contracts and or just commercial sites in general. And this is something that, you know, we're in a pretty good space at. I know there's people out there that's got 20, 30, 50, or 100% of their jobs are commercial. You know, that's fantastic. For me, we're still small. 
I mean, so we've got one from last year that's carried through. We've already got one more that's been accepted, which is a kennels. So that's got maybe a third of an acre to a quarter of an yeah, a third of an acre probably actually uh, of space around it. So there are two that's kind of already there. They're already in the diary. They're already in the schedule. I've got one new one. Uh, sorry, and a further two that needs to be accepted. So they've got quotes in for, and I'm waiting to hear back. So hopefully they come back by Friday. The men be. So we'll find out if we've got them as well. So again, girls. If I can put girls out there and I can tick them off already, it's pushing me forward to try and be more successful and trying to, you know, it gives you that little boost to kind of go right. Let's go. We're, we are absolutely heading in the right direction. And if you miss it, you go, well, why did I miss it? What's went wrong? What I've, what do I now need to do since I done, since that never worked out, so I can complete it next time and it can come true. Okay, so no matter if you win or if you fail or whatever it might be, you can still learn from it and then move on and be better. Okay, so, you know, you're known for your wins, but also you can learn from your losses. So you've just got to bear that in mind and really use every sort of chance as as an opportunity to, to grow from. And so for me, that that's sort of a big one. It could be, what do you want to make for the year? So this is, again, something else that I've been trying to sort of work through here. What do I want to make for the year? And, you know, I was speaking to a certain lawn care individual and I'm not going to name the name because I don't know if it was set in privacy or not. But, you know, when we spoke, they mentioned that when they go quoting now on certain jobs or all jobs is they quote for themselves for what they want to earn. They quote for the business, what they want to bring in for the business. And then they quote for the materials and then they add that together to make the quote. And I thought that was a really good way to do it because for the longest time, I've just been going in and going, right, I want to make, you know, let's say my day rate is 250 £300, whatever it might be for yourselves. And I've went, right, that's a day rate. But what happens if you want to make 250 for a wage and then the materials on top of for the day are £70 and then on top of that, you know, the business needs to make an extra 100 quid to get through it and you want it to have some profit because you want to reinvest later. All of a sudden, for you to run in a day, it's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, you just need to sit down with the numbers and kind of work it out. So really sitting down and going, right, what do I want to make and what does the business want to make? And sort of dialing in, I suppose it is, on them numbers to try and make it work. Again, this podcast is not to try and to teach you to suck eggs. I'm sure a lot of you have been out there for long enough, crafting away and making this work investing in equipment and being very successful in your own way and shape and form. And, you know, that's fantastic. But there's a lot of people on here that's very new. This could be your first season as well. So if any of this can just be even a reminder to you to just check that or, oh, it's been a while since I've checked their numbers. Or I've had a quiet winter and I haven't done much. I've just been kind of sat back and just enjoying it. These are maybe just be a few notes, a few nudges to go, right, I, I should check on this, or, or that is a good idea. So that's all it's going to be. But working through this, it it's really just with the finances and goals. I think it's a key part to any business, but it's also to you being happy overall. So my next point on this that I made for myself was more time on the weekends and a better balance. And again, we spoke on one of the podcasts that balances are near impossible to actually ever get right. You're probably never going to be 
dead centre, you're going to be tipping one way or another. And that's just the way the game works. But, you know, the last two and a half years, I've worked nearly every Sunday, every other Sunday that I've had free. And it's, you know, it takes a lot from you and it takes a lot from your family around you as well and the ones that you love. So for me, it's to settle down and really prioritise to have them weekends to myself because it doesn't take long for work to build up on you and for you to feel like you're just wrapped in it. You know, mid-season when everything's all go and the phone still might be ringing for you and you might be behind on a couple of jobs and you're just so full in your head. You think, right, how am I getting through this? Like, literally, what foot do I put forward first? And sometimes with this, you need that bit of space to just chill. You know, I find a lot of the times, personally, I go have myself a chill weekend. And I sit down and I'm, I'm refreshing my emails. And I'm refreshing my emails just to try and, what? I see a client getting in touch so I can reply to them. You know, so I've been making an active effort. This time, to just sort of, when I say I'm chilling, I that's what I'm doing. You know, grab my flask, walk up to the woods with a dog, and literally chill out, stay away from work. And it's something that I think trying to get better at, you know, there's nothing wrong with hard work. There's nothing wrong with working and pushing and trying to achieve goals and, and things that you never thought was possible within your line of family, you know, from where, where you've all came from. But... At the same time, you need to take the foot off the gas sometime and take take a breath of fresh air. So just a reminder there to kind of keep it going. And it's one thing that I'm really taking in this year. Although it's a big push, it's also a chance for me to go, right, from the get-go, let's find somewhat of a balance. I know it's going to be hard sometimes, but I want to chill on other times, you know, and I, I really want to get a hold of that. So write them down, all of this. So whether it's finances, goals, your schedules, adverts, whatever it might be, whatever ideas you've got going through your head, write them down. And for myself, the one one main thing with how I mentioned about the schedule there, I like colourful schedules. I like <laughs> I like being able to look at something and know what something is before I even get to read it. That's the best way that I can take in information. And for some reason that's why it clicks with us. But what I do with these is, you know, anyone that uses excel or google sheets if you put in a totals box equal sum open bracket highlight whatever box you're going for that's got all the numbers in it might be you know a week of uh, the first week of march highlight all them totals of how much you're due to earn and then close bracket enter right that will automatically add things up for you and I'm I'm really bad at explaining Excel. I'm constantly on YouTube trying to get it better. But anyway, I so I do these things where it's like automatic additions so that I can type in a new client and now that they're paying me, I get an extra £120 a month. And so I can stick it in there and it'll automatically add up to the total for me. So I can see very easily how much I'm making per day, per week, per month, per fortnight, whatever it might be. And it just works a lot better for us. So it might be things like this, that little things that can make it easier for you and you just need to write them down. So wherever I can, I try and incorporate, you know, finances to schedules to clients and I try and link it all together so I can see how each week would benefit the company and how each month is going to, you know, going to sit and I can go, right, well, if I'm earning X amount per month, that's how much I'm going to reinvest. 
that's how much is going to be a wage that's how much is for expenses and you can really just kind of sit down and work it out i know this isn't like i said i'm not an excel geek so i can't really fully explain it in whatever technical terms it needs to be but if you've got any questions about how i use google sheets then let me know and i'll get back to you on that note a couple of years have asked for the old treatment plan uh, google sheets sort of document that i have I haven't forgot about yours. I will get that over to you. But same again, if on any of these previous episodes you've heard me speak about any sort of documents, I'm happy to sort of take out my information and send it over to you so you can see the type of ways that I plan these things out. And then lastly is kitten equipment. And this one's going to be a really short point because we always speak about kitten equipment. And any time that I want to do it in detail, it's always best to have another industry expert like Mike Day or someone like that with me on the podcast so we can speak it through and actually bounce off each other but just as well as looking at this season what are the kind of jobs i'm after what kind of kit and equipment am i going to need to be able to carry that job out successfully and to do it to a good standard and also the most efficient way possible so you might be looking ahead in that way shape or form as well and it could also be i don't have a supplier that is that i have a good enough relationship with to be able to get X, Y, Z, right? I need to go build on them relations as well. So don't just think kit and equipment is the actual body of that bit of kit. Think about where it comes from and where you can, if it is a dealer and they're a bit further away, then, you know, make that contact, go over and introduce yourself, set up a trade account. That's another great thing that I found this month. Uh, For the best part of a couple of years now since I've been taking waste away, I have always been charging clients to each waste disposal and within that I've had to pay full price every time I've been to the to the tip to get rid of. For us it's just under £50. Now now that I've been able to sort out is because I've got trade accounts in other places, they've now accepted me as a trading account with the waste disposal unit. So what they'll do now is there's a one ton minimum one ton minimum on any tipping. And that's, like I say, just under £50 and it's up to a ton. I used to have to pay that every single time I I tipped up there. Now, because I've got an account, I can keep that account open for up to 30 days. So I could bring, you know, 7, 15, lots of waste back that month, charge each client £50. And then only if if it all came under one ton, I would only be paying that that price once. Equally, that's one way of doing it. The other way that you could do it is bring your charges right down. All right, I roughly, ha- I roughly have to do this many drop-offs per month. I can now bring my waste disposal charge down to £5 per takeaway. And now I can be a bit more competitive with my pricing. So looking at these things, trade accounts, suppliers, the kit equipment as a whole, and just the things that benefit your business, and how can you increase on them and make them more effective for yourselves. And really, that's, that's all what I've kind of got to say. On, on this week's episode, I don't want to talk too much about it because I believe just me talking by myself, first time doing it in quite a while, it can be sometimes a bit, I don't know, maybe boring to the years, I'm not too sure. We've done so we've done so well so far, so it can't be that bad. But I do think that with a lot of these where I can come on the podcast and talk to you almost individually, as in I can just talk and just give you my opinion about everything, is fantastic. But sometimes there needs to be a counter. Because I know there's a lot of things that I may have even said tonight, today. And you might go, oh, well, I don't agree with that. Or, well, this worked best for me. 
And so the chances are, if I've got someone across from me doing a podcast interview or topic-based podcast, then it means that a lot more of what you're thinking or if you've got questions, they're getting answered between two people. But I hope you have enjoyed this episode. One little quote I do want to leave you with, and it was to do with success and preparation. And I think this fits really well, and I hope you remember it. The quote is, success is where preparation and opportunity meets. And, you know, I think that's a really fine quote because when you're not prepared, an opportunity can come along and you're really not ready for it. You don't have the kit in place. You don't have the manpower in place. You don't have the finances in place to be able to do any of it. So without an equal balance, again, of preparation and opportunity, how are you bringing that opportunity in? Are you advertising well enough? Well, yeah, right? Is the preparation there? Have I made sure X, Y, Z is all sorted so that if something does come along, I can jump on it, right? They're just things to think about, but that quote I thought was fantastic. Success is where preparation and opportunity meet. Anyway, that's us for this week's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed episode number 83. Can you believe it? I'm going to have to do some form of giveaway or merchandise thing or some sort of grand gesture to all you listeners when we hit episode 100. If you've got any thoughts at all, then please let me know. Even better, if when you put it through on a review, even if you've already reviewed it, review it again, but just put in there on the comment part whatever you think would be good for a, for 100 uh, episodes giveaway, then I will look at that and between the sponsors and myself and whatever it might be, depending on what the gesture can be, I will try and come up with something. But even if it was stickers and, like I say, merchandise and just like a job lot, I would really like to do something because I do appreciate you tuning in week in, week out, spending your time listening in, and I hope it is helping to some degree. Anyway, Have a great week. I hope you hit Monday hard and I hope you have a great season. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Total Loan. Total Loan provides scientifically engineered loan care products to homeowners, hobbyists and loan care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your loan looking lush, green and moss free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own loan and I think you should too. The team at Total Loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their loan feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely, if ever, used by their competitors to give you the best loan possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code JROCKLOANCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan.